welcome to episode 192 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And we're back for another week, as always. I'm super excited, man. I know. Coming down off a massive week last week, too. It was, yeah, that's true. Very true. I mean, there was a lot of news, plus we talked to Nick. Plus, just you talking about Final Fantasy last week got me excited and nostalgic. You know, I did listen to Eyes on Me. What a song. Awesome. Oh, actually, (laughs) speaking of that, I have to just say... Because I think in the in the moment of things we said we said Eris and it's Aerith as the character. Yeah, I know, I know that got corrected years ago, but it was always Eris in the original. Oh, maybe that's P- why PlayStation I said it then. version. And, but there was I only no just, th. It was with an S on the original PlayStation version, man. Well, I only just played it, and then I still said it, so I don't know. I must have just had it in my head for some reason. Oh, anyway, dude, it's just it's just like baked in there from when we were kids, man. It was always Eris, A E R. I-S yeah. in so the PlayStation 1 version. After I edited it, I was like, The English oh, translation, original English translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, man, I'm going to have to correct that next time. <laughs> nice. Well, at so, least you anyway. tell anyone who's annoyed, who's a regular listener, knows that you know. But, you know, like sometimes I know that and it's like I still stick with the way I said You know when you read a book and like you read a character name one way and then you hear him say it on the show and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate that though. Well, you know, when there's no obvious pronunciation for it, like if it was like cat, well, there's, there's only one way to pronounce that. They wouldn't call someone named C-A-T, you know what I mean? Like they call him Kate or Kate. Oh, they could call him Kate, but that's just stupid. If they did that, I'd be annoyed. Anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, no, it's all good. I just thought I'd correct it because I did, when I was editing, I was like, oh, man. So I just nice. wanted to put it out there. Oh, man. There's a lot of Dora playing in this house this weekend. Yeah, so we are aware of it, but. I just, Good I just times. wanted to correct Good times. it. Yeah. So what's been happening in games this week, man? Did you get a lot of stuff played? You told me last week where you are going to play. How'd you go? I did, and I did play what I was going to play. So I was quite happy with that, and I did finish it. So happy with that as well. Good times. What Do you remember what I was about? talking Did you remember what I was going to play? No, because I, I know you just played Wolfenstein. Was it the sequel to it, though? Or is no, that no. So, so the one I played was already the sequel. You already played the sequel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. I played Resident Evil 3. Oh, Resident Evil Three, you did tell me. Yeah, yeah so times. that's the 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 new the remake game that came out this year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you think? I mean, Nick didn't seem to be too positive about it last week. Oh, so I didn't no, want it. So he wasn't not positive about it. He said the internet hasn't been positive about it. I shouldn't put well, words in his mouth. I think he was he wasn't positive to a certain extent compared to the first and second ones. That's what he was saying. Yeah, well, compared to the second remake one. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and, I don't know. It's hard because you can't really compare them because they are very different yeah. games. They're, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're different, but not. But basically, so, uh, so Resident Evil Two remake is more yeah. of a like survival horror, solve puzzles like your typical sort of Resident Evil game. Whereas yeah, 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 yeah. For the Resident Evil Three remake that they did, it's more of like an action horror game where it's very like run and gun fight the boss throughout the whole game type thing in different segments and yeah upgrade you like get new weapons new arsenal stuff that you can fight the boss with as the boss evolves basically throughout the game yeah um yeah so it's very much like a it doesn't really stop. Like there's little bits where you have to do a tiny bit of exploring and, and that little bit of figuring out tiny puzzles and stuff. Like for example, there's a, a section that's blocked by a fire and you have to go search and you find a fire hose that attaches to the hydrant and that fixes that 
problem for you to get through to the next part. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's not a lot yeah. of that sort of searching for stuff to have to worry about. Whereas, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's more just fighting baddies and then getting to the boss, the big boss fights to progress further through the story. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. so don't get me wrong. So I played it on PS4, and as I said, I had to play it on Josh's because he got it digitally. So oh, yeah, you said that. I actually sat and played it with him again. Cause, How long did it take to beat? Um, so I was going to say that too, yeah. So we, so the How Long to Beat says it's about six hours. So we did it in like four and a half. Really? Yeah. Usually they're more generous on how long it takes to beat something. Well, admittedly, Josh was sitting next to me going, go this way, go this way, go this way. So he oh, was okay, sort of helping okay, me okay. figure yeah, out where to go and stuff. Because I said to him, yeah, I kind of cool. want to beat it for the for the episode. So yeah. do you want to sit up and, and play with me? He's like, yeah, man, I want to play it again. So for sure. So yeah, we just sort awesome. of took turns, passed the controller and played it across two nights and it was good yeah groovy yeah totally could have brought josh on for a guest played it with him we haven't had him as a guest in like a million episodes dude it's funny that you say that because i was telling him uh yesterday that we that we were up on spotify nice and i was like um so i was like yeah all the episodes are on there i said i think the last time you were on there was like the first 20 episodes or something and uh we found out so he's on episode 18 Nice. And, oh, my God, it was the biggest, like, nostalgia, funny thing ever. So, it's an episode where you weren't on it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. you were moving yeah, house. Yeah, didn't I have, like, a last-minute shoot or something? Yeah, so yeah, you were moving house on. or something, I think. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, so it's me and Josh, and it's it's hilarious. So, it go, like, we do, it, do the spiel, I do the spiel, and I go, and I'm Clint, and he goes, and I'm Josh. And he's got the highest pitched <laughs> voice ever. Oh, it's, uh, it's hilarious. Hilarious. So that was like 2014, man. So he would have been like super, that's six years yeah, ago. Yeah, so man. he would have been, been like 13. Turning 13, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Dude, there you have go. to just listen to that intro where he just says, and I'm Josh. Because, <laughs> oh awesome. man, it was so awesome. I We went and um, showed Nadine as well. I was like, dude, listen to this. Oh, that's it great. was great. It was great. Awesome. Cool. Anyway, so oh, yes. I have to bring him back. So I played it on PS4 and I gave it a four. Cool. Yeah. So it was totally worth playing. Um, I think, I think Nick's part of Nick's thing what, with it was as well is that there's not yeah. really and and I Josh would argue this, but there's not really a lot of replayability in it. Yeah. So because the story's so short, I think he sort of still wanted that extra element to be able to play further in the world type thing. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in number two, you play through as one character, and when you beat it, you can actually play through it as the second character as a different playthrough. Yeah. So fair enough. I yeah. get that, and that makes sense. Why I'd want to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and as I said, you can't you can't really compare them because they are different. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to compare them, but everybody does obviously because two came out first, so that's just how it works. Yeah. Totally. Well, and it kind of sets expectations so exactly so everyone's sort of up and down about what four the four remake's going to be like now yeah yeah fair because it's is it confirmed is it definitely happening yeah i think pretty much yeah why wouldn't they just because exactly yeah yeah. so i think i think the only thing with that is that because it is one of the most i think it is basically the most popular one in the series yeah. That it's, yeah, everyone's like, they better not stuff it up. 
Yeah, totally, and I think especially totally. coming off this one where a lot of people were a bit disappointed with it. Yeah. Now they're worried that four is going to be worse, basically. Ah, uh, but I mean, surely they'd be listening to the feedback that they got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like about three, and they'd be like, I, "Now we need it, to bring it for four. You know? I know, and it's hard because Josh loves it, man. Like he's yeah, he is going to play through it again, and he's going to try and get trophies and stuff. And he's got mates who have platinumed it, and and yeah, I think he's yeah. Awesome. So I think it just depends on who's playing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. So that's pretty much it. We just sort of well, four out of five is pretty hardcore, man. It's a while since you played a real dud game. Yeah, I haven't. Well, because it's been because I've just been buying. Like I haven't been buying a lot of stuff anyway. I've been playing a lot of backlog stuff that I've got just sitting around. Well, you've got so much stuff in the backlog. That's yeah, it. so I think most of the stuff that I have bought has been kind of popular classics, stuff. You know, yeah, well when reviewed. it was first yeah. coming out. So I haven't. I I haven't really got dud stuff to play at the moment. Yeah, totally, totally. So, I'll, I'll find something. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm sure I'll get cool, one man. sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Groovy. So, what's been happening in the news this week, man? I got a whole bunch of stuff in the news. Uh, a couple of really exciting ones, which is which is really awesome. So, we'll just get into I'm surprised it. there's still so much news despite COVID. I guess people just decide, let's just release our news. Or well, I was thinking that more too. more strategic about it. Or... But I think, yeah, it's because there's not there's not going to be all the places where you can do the reveals and stuff. So I think they're kind of getting yeah. in before those leaks and things come out. Yeah. It's where they don't want stuff spoiled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, um, I, I did notice, so Nick mentioned this in last week's stuff when we were talking about it a little bit and I didn't pick it yeah. up because I knew I had it in my news for this week. So I didn't sort of extend on it when he said it. Um, nice. So we'll get into this. So after... Mm-hmm. Plenty of uncertainty amidst COVID-19 pandemic regarding the release dates for The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, the PlayStation blog today has finally put speculation to bed with a surprise announcement, Naughty Dog's The Last of Us Part 2, which was delayed indefinitely, which we talked about at the beginning of April, yeah. uh, will now release on June 19th. Awesome. Which is awesome. And then while Sucker Punch Productions' new title, Ghost of Tsushima, will release a month later on July 17th, just a few weeks on from the originally slated June 26th release date. Uh, So it is awesome because basically that means I can get that for my birthday. Totally. totally. So, yeah, Yeah, that's that's really exciting. Um, And this close to it, you wouldn't think it would get delayed now. No, I just just read a post, I think it was today, that it's gone gold. So it's basically done. They're just waiting for it to get yep. made into discs now. Exactly. Yeah, cool. That's so, exciting. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Cool, man. Uh, so then he, yeah, so Nick also mentioned this one because we were talking about the WWE not having a, a game. Oh, yeah, we talked about for Like ages. a real yeah. game in the for franchise 2K. again yeah. um, for this year. So he said about the whole simulation thing with, with NBA Playgrounds. So they're doing like a WWE yeah. type thing. Uh, so yeah. in lieu of no simulation WWE 2K game releasing this year, 2K has announced WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which is a more action-based wrestling game. The game features over-the-top superstar designs, crazy environments, and much faster-paced gameplay. It's developed by Saber Interactive, who were known for doing the NBA Playgrounds games. Uh, the second one is also published cool. by 2K. 
the game doesn't have a release date yet, but it's releasing later this spring. 2K and the WWE also elaborated on the fact that there's no simulation WWE game this year. Next, we want to address WWE 2K20. We've heard and appreciate your feedback and continue to listen to you closely. Since launch, we've released five title updates uh, addressing hundreds of reported concerns and have released four WWE 2K20 Originals download content expansions to build on and improve the experience. We've also heard your request to keep the WWE 2K19 servers running. They will remain active for the time being. All of that being said, we hear you and we know you want more from the franchise, so here's what we're going to do. We are applying what we've learned to the next WWE 2K simulation game and a renewed focus on quality and fun. As part of that commitment, we are extending the production timeline and we will not be releasing a WWE 2K simulation game in 2020, uh, T2 fiscal year 2021. We want to ensure the development team at Visual Concepts can create a game that will certainly... Oh, we'll entertain grizzled WWE 2K veterans as well as <laughs> newcomers who want to climb through the ropes and step into the ring for the very first time. We've recruited Patrick Gilmore to serve as our new executive producer and lead these efforts at Visual Concepts. Patrick has over 25 years of experience in video games, reaching all the way back to Disney's Aladdin on Sega Genesis and including franchises like Killer Instinct, Medal of Honor, and most recently Amazon's New World. He will be overseeing WWE 2K development, and you'll be hearing more from him and the team in the months to come. Yeah, good times. Yeah, so I think that's smart. Like, I don't know if you did, and you probably didn't, but you should still totally just go on YouTube, WWE 2K20 glitch (laughs) moments, and have a look at what comes up. Like, people get stuck in the floor and, like, like run through the ropes and get stuck on the ropes. and Like, there's some crazy things that happened when it first came out um yeah so just google it and and find one for watch for two minutes just to see what it's like oh maybe i'll find one and i'll send it to you yeah then i'll definitely watch it all right cool uh so the first major game reveal of 2020 is upon us ubisoft has just launched a live stream on the assassin's creed twitter youtube twitch pages with Australian artist Boss Logic revealing artwork for what appears to be a new Assassin's Creed game. It's unclear how long the stream will go for, but with it being 10pm in Australia at the moment, it's unlikely that we won't get the full reveal of artwork until tomorrow. The setting for the next Assassin's Creed game has been long rumoured, but it doesn't look like we'll have to wait for long before we find out for sure. The 8-hour Boss Logic Assassin's Creed stream ended with the name of the new Assassin's Creed game as well as when we can tune in to watch the CGI trailer reveal. Nice. Which you did and you sent it to me, right? I did, yeah. So the game is called Assassin's Creed Valhalla and will feature a Viking setting. Which, this is awesome because I only just finished watching Vikings on Netflix. Oh, groovy. So it's like really fresh and... From watching that trailer, it's very similar to that show after just watching it that I'm like, yeah, I'm so pumped for it. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, cool, man. So this has been long rumoured since late last year. After the semi-reveal of Assassin's Creed Valhalla yesterday morning, Ubisoft has now fully lifted the lid off the game with a three-minute CGI trailer. The game will release on PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, PC and Google Stadia. Not currently out in Australia. It's coming out in holiday 2020 with a release date likely to be tied to the release of next-gen consoles. The game will take place in the 9th century with the game beginning in Norway before taking you to Dark Ages, England, 
Uh, you will play as Ivor, who can be chosen as either a male or female, who is a Norwegian Viking clan leader. The game heavily relies on settlements, which you will build constantly throughout your playtime, going on raids to acquire new people for your settlement, as well as resources to keep it going. I'm very excited about this. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was the last one. It was the one set in uh, Greece. Egypt, or something? No, Greece. Egypt was the one before okay. that was Origins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Odyssey was set in Greece, um, and it was awesome. Like, I put 60-something hours into that game. It was great. So if this yeah, is awesome. anything to go on from that, I'm very excited about that game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As I'm sure a lot of people are based on that trailer that you sent me oh dude how good does it look though it looks so good it looked pretty good but i have to say man if you thought that looked good and you haven't gone and watched the diablo 4 intro yet you need to go watch it man. oh okay i'll go Maybe watch it so when excited. we finish seriously i'll do I'll it yeah it. i'll do it when we finish it's pretty hardcore and it's very dark i don't recommend our young listeners go and watch the diablo 4 though if they're watching that assassin's creed video i mean that's totally it had some pretty yeah it had some pretty, yeah, pretty non-friendly super violence yeah yeah but that is the way of the Vikings. Which I guess, that's the whole point of Assassin's Creed, right? That'd be R. Those games are. Um, I'm not sure, MA actually. I think the earlier ones were just MA or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty pretty graphic violence. I don't, I don't think... I don't, no, I don't think even the newest one was R. Yeah, fair enough. I think it was only... Yeah, anyway. we Yeah, but they are. They are very violent. Because obviously, Assassin... In, is in yeah, the title exactly. so um totally and then on top well, of and that, they're not cartoon violence it's like they're trying to be realistic yeah and on top of that vikings are violent as oh, well they're super hard yeah yeah <laughs> as we learned from that trailer exactly, that we're talking exactly. about yeah. so yeah but i'm i'm quite excited very very excited about oh i totally violence. get why you'd be excited man it does look hardcore yeah. definitely looks high production value yeah for sure. Well, yeah. All I, I can think of while I was watching it, though, was about the Diablo one, which I think is better. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll check one. it out when we finish that. Check it out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely... I, I would dare say I will get it on one of the newer consoles, I think. I won't I won't go for the old consoles. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have a release date, though, yet, right? That was just teaser for Well, me. they said holiday 2020, so they reckon it'll line okay. up with the release of the new consoles. Yeah, yeah, cool. So I'm pretty... Yeah, I think that'll be awesome. Yeah, man. Awesome. Uh, alrighty, so after two years of providing free updates for Star Wars Battlefront 2, which, funnily enough, it's, uh, what's today? Revenge of the 5th, as they say. <laughs> Revenge of the 5th, because yeah. it was May the 4th yesterday. Yeah, May the 4th we read Star Wars books and they called today Revenge of the 5th. That is amazing. Yeah. I've never heard that, but I'll Oh, serious? Yeah, yeah. No, they've been doing oh, that for a while. Yeah, that's good times. Uh, so it looks like Dice's vision for the game is complete. One last update called the Battle of On Scarif will release in the next few days and provide a bunch of content for the game. The Age of Rebellion will be brought over to Supremacy and Instant Action, which will bring high agency battles on Hoth, Tantooine, Yavin 4, Death Star 2, and Scarif to the game. Scarif and Crate are both joining the Heroes and Villains game mode and co-op. We'll get the MC-85 Star Cruiser, First Order Star Destroyer, and Scarif. Co-op mode is getting updated as well. You'll now be able to play offline with AI players on all co-op locations. You'll also be able to play the instant action mode uh, in this way. In terms of customization, a bunch of new appearances are coming to the game. You'll be able to get Rey with her yellow lightsaber, Kylo Ren wearing his reforged mask, and Emperor Palpatine with his brand new set of robes. There's a few special looks too for completely 
for completing challenges, I think that should say. If you eliminate 5,000 enemies as Darth Maul, you'll get his old master appearance and uncovering the special mystery on Takadana will net you Ray's hooded look. So I haven't really played Star Wars Battlefront 2 since I played the campaign. I didn't, because I uh, we all know I don't really play multiplayer games. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Josh still plays it hardcore with his mates. They play it all the time. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so it's well, still yeah. got a very big following. Well, it was massive because the first one wasn't quite as good. It didn't meet expectations like people thought, but the second one totally did. Right? Yeah, and I think the first one, like people still liked to a certain extent because it was Star Wars. Like it was the closest thing to a Star Wars game we'd had for a long time. Whereas, yeah. yeah, this one just picked up a notch from that one. So I think yeah. this one was a lot more well-received than the first one. You're right. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. So I think well, with I all these updates and stuff, time. that's going to, I guess, bring a resurgence of people coming back into yeah, play. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah. Which is good because that'll give them a bit more going. So I'm not sure when the next Star Wars game will be now. I know we talked about some potentially from E3 last year and stuff, but I don't know. I can't even yeah. remember what's been cancelled and what's still going and what's going on. So, I um, yeah, I haven't really heard anything more on the Star Wars front for games as such, other than the Lego like saga of Star Wars is coming out with like nine games or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only one I can think about. So. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, I think Josh will be pretty excited about that because he does still play it, as I said. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft has overnight announced that they will be debuting some much-awaited Xbox Series X gameplay footage of some projects from their development partners. The announcement was made through a tweet in the early hours of the morning. Um, so the time that you can see it, um, admittedly, I only put Brisbane on here because that's for us, but they had like Perth and everywhere else as well. Uh, but so for Brisbane, it'll be Friday the 8th of May at 1 a.m. You can watch the stream. If, if you want to nice stay one. up and do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, you can check other timelines and stuff if, you, if you're elsewhere, but that for us is Brisbane. So. Mm. Uh, so Microsoft confirmed the showings will be purely third party, uh, so there won't be any Halo or Forza at this particular presentation. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I'm pretty keen to see some gameplay from it because I haven't really seen anything from the new consoles yet. So uh, come Friday morning tea time at work i'll probably be sitting down and watching yeah awesome yeah. awesome man cool and texting them to me if you like yeah exactly sure. that's right <laughs> well and if they're third awesome. party stuff maybe there'll be some like assassin's creed and things like that now that it's been announced yeah yeah yeah. and it'll be actual gameplay not just the not just the cutscene stuff yeah for sure Alrighty, so uh, it's pretty clear that all video game release plans are being moved around all over the place at the moment, and it seems that Nintendo is no exception due to the fact that Nintendo normally hosts online broadcasts for its E3 presentation. It was assumed that this would still happen in June, but a report from VentureBeat overnight suggests that this will no longer happen. This is reportedly due to the fact that Japan's culture doesn't lend itself to a work-from-home model. This event was supposed to be <laughs> where... Nintendo revealed the heavily rumoured 35th anniversary celebration for Mario, which includes remakes of Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, and Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. (laughs) It's unclear when we'll see Nintendo's major 2020 Nintendo Direct happen, but you'd think sometime between July and September is looking likely now. Yeah, so disappointing because, yeah, who knows what 
is going to happen over E3 period now, whether they'll do totally. online ones or not. I don't know, but yeah, I really just want to know if they're releasing Mario Sunshine because I'll buy that in a heartbeat on the Switch. Oh, totally. No Can't question. wait. I'd almost consider buying a Switch just for that game. I love that game so much. The music, the like controls, it's just so fun. The level design. Yeah. Man, oh, it's a great yeah, game. No, totally I'm underrated. Super keen. Awesome. Well, speaking of that, I've got I've got one piece of news here, but then the next one down will will help hopefully to sell you on buying a Switch as well. On getting a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> so this one earlier this week, the Brazilian rating listing for Cyberpunk, and I put this in because we've talked about this sort of thing many times. So um, Brazilian yeah. rating listing for Cyberpunk 2077 was found on the internet. The game was rated for having drug use, drug trafficking, and prostitution among many other things. Full list online. Um, which would lead any Australian to be worried about the game successfully receiving a classification in Australia. The good news is that GameSpot received confirmation that the game had, in fact, been rated R18+, plus in Australia, without any changes. And we've just had confirmation of the fact with Bandai Namco's local team, who also provided update local pack shots for the game. The Australian R18+, plus rating also calls the game out for having high-impact themes, violence, other things. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 will now release on September 17th and every Australian can now be excited for the game without fear of it being refused classification. So that's like one of the first games where they didn't actually have to change anything or just not release it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of, I got my copy of Hotline Miami 2. Uh, how many years in the making has that oh, been? That's exciting. I'm man. very cool. excited about that because I meant I meant I'm to glad. say that last episode, but I forgot about it. Yeah, so awesome. I'm pretty happy with. Well, that. it's relevant because you're talking about a you know more inappropriate games. I just, man, I don't want to rant as we have before. <laughs> I say as yeah. a precursor to ranting, but uh, <sighs> this is why I got out of games, man. You know, dudes who make games just want to include crap like prostitution and yeah violence and stuff i don't i get it i get it that like their target audience is like 16 year old kids who that's all they want to see and like 30 year old dudes who are still like 16 year old kids but it just makes me so miserable i just feel like you know because i went from doing game development to getting into interactive storytelling and then just giving up and moving into making movies Mm. and it's like you know like I, i still have always said like the kinds of games i want to see are the game like where you know, it's about relationships with people or it's about, I don't know, more than just guns, drugs, prostitution, theft, you know, like yeah. violence. I, I, But, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I just, yeah. When I hear descriptions of games getting banned like that, it's like, Hotline Miami, I get it because it had great gameplay and great game feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it just had those themes because it was pushing the limits, yeah. you know? Well, and, but, and it's... it's yeah. It's pixelated violence too. It's not like, yeah, totally. It's not trying to be real. No, and and GTA, like I kind of get it with GTA because that's just a natural evolution for what they're doing. It's kind of like Breaking Bad in video game form. You well, know? yeah, so and GTA were the ones who originally started it, so that's kind of their thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, back when we were five, we were playing Duke Nukem, and he was like doing drug busts. Yeah, that's dr- true. And he was and always rude then, and pixel. making comments yeah. about so like women and I stuff. I think like the kinds of people who make games, and there's a big generalization, but they're generally the kind of people who 
they think that's a deep story and it's yeah. not sorry yeah. and Fair look enough. at me but this is why it's you walking me through games you tell me what's happening in the game industry and i'm like oh nothing new. yeah but potentially yeah, when you think about that and then you look at a game like we talked about last week with final fantasy remake being made well, where? this is exactly right. This is exactly right. And that's the thing. I haven't given up hope on games. I'm still excited about Mario, which makes me sound like such a loser. And like casual games talking about that with, uh, you know, what is it called? Couch something. We're talking about Nick last week. The moving out one. Yeah. What is it called? Couch no, something. No, no, moving out. No, 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 no. But he said that's a, that's a style of game now. It's called like Couch Chaos or something. So oh, it's got Couch a name. Co-op. It's not just casual games anymore. It's like Couch something. Couch Co-op. There you yeah. Co-op. Yeah, yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Sounds like a game. <laughs> Let's make that game, Clint. Couch Chaos. Yeah, we totally should. That'd anyway. be awesome. Copyright Marshall on a couch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I learned, I learned that go. from Kevin. Sorry, man. I, I told you I was going to rant. There's my rant. Nah, it's fine. Anyway. I, I learned that yeah. from listening to Kevin Smith's podcast. Whenever he has an idea, he goes, copyright Kev. <laughs> that was So then awesome. that way, if anyone tries to steal your idea, you've got it in, in well, there not writing, go. but in voice approval. Nice. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, as I said, Final Fantasy Remake's storytelling is amazing. And I know yeah, it's yeah, yeah. storytelling of an older game remade. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in it that didn't even happen in the original game that they've brought into mm, this mm. to make it fresh for new people as well as old people. Yeah. And still made it fit with that old story as well as adding these new elements and mm. still made it an amazing story. Like it was an yeah. awesome game. Like I'll still I'll still be talking about it for ages. It was really good. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. Is it gonna get released in anything else or is it exclusive and always will be? Uh no I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I think it potentially Because I mean they've been releasing on multiple consoles, right? With other titles. Yeah, I think I think potentially I'm pretty sure it is a timed exclusive. So I think I yeah, think cool. it is coming to like Xbox and stuff. Don't quote yeah, me on good. that because I'm not 100. percent But I'm pretty sure I yeah. did read that somewhere that it is. A if I ever bought a Switch, I, I and it came out on that, that'd just be one more reason. Well, this next news may potentially point you in that direction. One more reason, yeah. So, um, but to end on that last one, at least this is a step in the right direction in relation to having that R18 plus rating. Where yeah, totally, totally. That is exactly what You've got that rating. You should be able to put whatever you want on it. Because exactly. people, this is the thing. I don't begrudge people playing those kinds of games. I just, it just makes me roll my eyes when I hear about them existing. Yeah. You know? well, and there's lots of them, yes. Of course. But, but to me, I'm happy that that's actually what the rating is for. It's great. So yeah, potentially totally. it means that we may have stuff in the future not be banned anymore. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So moving on, and this is the last piece of news, but as I said, this may help to sway you. No. And it's not going to be straight away this potentially, but it's probably going to sway me as well to not upgrade, but upgrade, but keep the old one if that helps yeah. to hint at what this is. Um, yeah, nice. Uh, so Nintendo are known for keeping things pretty close to their chests, but a leak on the long-awaited Nintendo Switch 2 has finally trickled down into the ears of the public. And it's fair to say that everyone's gaming spidey senses are tingling. One of the things that we love so much about Nintendo's latest console is its portability. Docking your game and seamlessly carrying on where you left off is one of the main things that sets this machine apart. 
But with PlayStation and Xbox ramping up marketing for the next-gen consoles, Nintendo can't rely on clever tricks forever. Rumour has it that they're working on a pro version of the Switch and that this one won't be able to leave the house with you. A source close to a former Nintendo employee has suggested that the Nintendo Switch 2 will solely be a home console, which is pretty sad as I think the Nintendo's got the market covered with hybrid consoles and should roll with their niche. Uh, Still, the rumours also state that a new Nintendo Switch 2 Pro model would bring 4K resolution and work with all previous controllers, accessories and games. That would definitely draw people in who want to see Breath of the Wild in crisp 4K up on the big screen. And with the Nintendo Switch Lite on the market filling the gap left by the end of the Game Boy series, perhaps gamers might not feel too badly about the change. Uh, The console is designed to complement existing Switch arsenals and not replace them entirely, though I guess the cost of the product will determine how many people will go for it. It wouldn't be unreasonable to say that we're looking at a spring 2021 release for the Nintendo Switch 2. Uh, Nintendo have always been a little bit elusive when it comes to launch dates, but I think that we might see a new machine dropping at the same time as Breath of the Wild 2. It would make sense as Legend of Zelda is undoubtedly the console's biggest draw. Again, this is all um, conjecture, but looking at the cost of the other two consoles, well, the two Switch machines on the market, we can probably expect a $100 increase to the cost price. Uh, So the Switch Lite sits at around $200, which is American, with the original Switch costing around $300 because they're about $304.60 or so in Australia. Uh, it's fair to say that you could expect to pay 400 so probably we're looking at like, yeah, 570-something for us um, for the new console-only variant. I'm not sure that I would pay... Oh, that's that's this article. Pay for the upgraded graphics, especially seen as though I play handheld a lot and the games can be played on all three systems. Only time will tell. And if they start to bring out solely for the Nintendo Switch 2, then you can be sure... I'll have one on my desk before you can say bucket blind. Uh, maybe an N64 expansion pack style add-on might have been a better idea. A new upscale dock, perhaps. Uh, you can be sure that it's going to have ultra HD and 4K resolution as standard, which means that Nintendo's new console will be able to go head-to-head with Microsoft and Sony and maybe even take the lead. We'll see more realistic games too. Ganon is going to look so awesome. Uh, bigger memory is a must. Wireless LAN, Bluetooth... 5.1 and USB-C charging. The original port only had one USB and one HD out, so we'd like to see at least two of these on the new dock. Two USB ports for charging two Pro controllers at once and two HD outs for dual screen action. It's possible that we might also see a dual screen controller if this Nintendo Switch DS is anything to go by. Uh, seeing Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Skyrim and all your favourite games in crisp 4K would be unbelievable. But for many gamers, I think it will all depend on the cost as to whether they make the jump to purchase one. The last thing that we want to say... Uh, oh, no, the last thing we want is another Wii U scenario and Nintendo will need to bring out Nintendo Switch 2 only games to make this machine a necessity. And that's the end. Sorry, it was a bit of a rant, but... Yeah. Long story short, potentially a Switch Pro version which won't be handheld. Yeah, that's... It's only I'd only be playing it in bed before. I oh, okay. Bed so you, yeah, okay. I'd ever well, well, I have no time in my day. Otherwise. Then, in respect to that, this may help you in the fact that that would probably lower switch. that price. Yeah, totally. So potentially that's 
good in your favor as well then anyway. Yeah. Well, and there's more than a year's worth of how much time I'd play the games in a Switch. You know what I mean? Especially if the current Switch gets all those Mario games. Yeah, which I dare say it will. That's a lot. And from what's this talking about is like holiday next year. Yeah. So we're looking at least a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, oh, to potentially, I would still keep my handheld one and and potentially upgrade to a 4K oh, big one. Time. Well, I mean, when do you play Switch? Pretty much only handheld, right? Yeah, because I take it to Brisbane with me when I go. Yeah, and so that, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like I get what they're trying to do, which is there's a new Xbox coming out and a new PlayStation coming out, and they're like, hey, let's have something new coming mm. out when those come out. But it's like... they've. They've never really They've got the handheld market cornered. Why would they give yeah, that up? Yeah, and they've never really had to compete with that whole graphics thing. No. Nah. Because Well, they just have never. They've never tried and to. And they well, cuz they've always had their own franchises. I guess the point is that now they have third-party stuff like Skyrim and things like that that they yeah. potentially do have to at least have that little bit of an upgrade to their graphics and stuff. Yeah. So Well, when you've got developers producing stuff in Unreal Engine or Unity, or Godot, but as if they are. But, like, you know, Unreal Engine and Unity especially, where you can export straight to PlayStation and Xbox and PC. These are indie games. Mm. And, like, potentially the Switch is underpowered, and so they need to do more optimization to release for Switch, so they just don't. Whereas maybe this new Switch, if it could match those in any way, Mm. then indie developers could get more games out, which would mean more incentives for people to consider buying one. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah, Just no, get that's more, fair enough. more titles yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I just feel like... I, I get it. I get it that they need to get rid of handheld to increase the power, but I just feel like calling it Switch 2 is... That's stupid. true, because you wouldn't be switching. Else. That's true. You know? Yeah, yeah, quite true. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that is true, because the whole Switch persona is that yeah you can switch from handheld to docked totally yeah okay yeah yeah no that but makes i mean sense. it's a rumor right so it like is, yeah. who knows yeah who knows yeah so maybe it'll just be called nintendo pro without the switch yeah but yeah we'll see we'll see Shouldn't you call it super mega nintendo i've been waiting for the super mega nintendo for <laughs> 30 years <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of thursday this week when the episode drops, which we'll be talking about it next episode, obviously, but we have a date to go and yeah. find our consoles. Oh, I'm so excited about that. What a great piece of news to finish on. It is a great piece of news. So, um, as of like end of last week, we, we, we've we been talking about this on Saga, ongoing Saga on the podcast for what, the last six years, since we started, since basically. Since episode one. Since we started. Dude, since episode one. Yeah. Um, because we've been talking about it in real life since like 2009, you know. Yeah. So since when we moved, when mum, our mum moved house, we potentially lost all of our old consoles. So Super Nintendo, Sega, Game Boys, My 64, like all all of our consoles disappeared. So we potentially thought they were either left at the old house or someone had, the movers had stolen them, basically. <laughs> And so Mark and I had resigned to the fact that we basically... And we've searched relentlessly. Yeah. Like we've, searched we've searched like every everywhere box in, in every room. Yeah. And so, well, not not everywhere. So... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had resigned to the fact that we had lost our consoles and we weren't going to get them back. In the interim of that, you, Mark, found one of the Game Boys a couple of months ago. Yeah. 
I did. I did in a random And box. that gave us some uh, some excitement in the fact that we potentially thought that we may find them still. But it was... I know. I really want to find all my Game Boy games. <laughs> but That's one of the things I'm most exactly, excited about, man. And it was literally just the Game Boy with Tetris, right? That's all there was. Yeah, Game Boy, Tetris, and Abe's Odyssey. And Abe's Odyssey. Or Oddworld, Oddworld something. It, it wasn't actually Abe's Odyssey. That was a PlayStation, you know, the one yeah, game. whatever it was. So, well, no, it wasn't actually in the box. I just found it in a because I then I checked all the empty boxes, which were all empty except for Abe's Odyssey, which was in the box. Okay, right. So, so <laughs> to, to end the long story of that, last week our mum said to me, "Oh, I was looking for some other stuff that I was looking for, and um, I found the box with all of your guys' consoles and stuff in it." I was like, "What?" <laughs> So she was like, I said, can we get them now? She was like, I knew you were going to say that. It's too messy and we need to wait and rah, rah. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to ring Mark right now because I need to tell him. So I rang Mark and was like. Which he did. I had to ring you because this didn't warrant just a message. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, I told Mark that we'd found them and we were very excited. And so we told mum that we'd give her a week and then we were going to come and do it. So Awesome. When we find them, we're gonna hopefully do some video, and we'll we'll put a post up of um what we find, and hopefully it's everything. Very exciting. Fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Don't I look. do, and admittedly, I do, and we had found my sixty-four controllers and my games, just not the console. Because awesome. I've got yeah. the games and the and the controllers in my cupboard here, so if we find the console, I'm going to be very excited. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, good note to end on. Excited for this week. A cool. uh, couple of days time, doing that searching. Oh yeah, so that's what we'll be playing this week. Well, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, sweet. Well, on that note, do you want to take us out? Yes, indeedy. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, um, and you haven't subscribed already, jump onto either iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Um, search for Walking Through Games. You can find us there and hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave us a review. Five stars gets the word out, puts us on people's lists to sort of help us be discovered a bit more. Um, if you want to check us out, we've got our website is walkingthroughgames.com. All our social medias is facebook.com slash walkingthroughgames. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are WTG underscore podcast. And we've got the YouTube channel. Just search for Walking Through Games as well. Um but that's pretty much it. So yeah, other than that, just subscribe and give us that five-star review and any queries or questions, hit us up and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Nice one. Good times. Sweet ass. Cool, man. Super exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Good talking to you, dude. And I am very much looking forward to playing old school games. Me too. Very excited about that. Awesome. Cool, man. Right. That's awesome. Thanks, Thanks everyone guys. for listening and we'll see you guys next Cheers. week.